I pray for a lot of people, a lot of times, but probably none more than people who love tests. I need to pray for their conversion, because who loves tests, huh? You know, that's a scary thing, especially when you talk to college students or even any kind of students when the final exams get there. It gets very stressful. So sometimes you and I may not have a positive understanding of the word test when it comes to God. And I think at times we would hear in the scriptures where it says, don't test the Lord your God, young man or young lady. You know, that's not right. And so we're told to never question and never put God to the test. Sometimes we might even have an unfortunate image of God that we were taught or kind of been led to believe that God is up there and one day he decides to send a, you and me just, just because he wants to, just to test us. I'm going to have Father Eric's all his teams lose for a year. Huh? Or, you know, I'm going to send bad health or I'm going to send in difficulties to them and I'm going to watch. And if they pass, then they get to heaven. And if not, too bad. They were not really faithful. So sometimes you and I don't have a healthy understanding of what it means to test and be tested. We see that through Mark's gospel today. Remember, we're still in chapter 1, and the beginning of the gospel of Mark is the baptism of Jesus at the Jordan River. And there what we see is that a voice affirming out loud that says, This is my son. Listen to him. The second thing we see is the Spirit descend upon Jesus. And the third thing is that that Spirit leads him into the desert to be tested. Remember, Mark's always talking about one of the goals of the kingdom of God in Jesus is to do battle with Satan and to defeat Satan. But in being tested... What happens is, is that the world in Jesus' time believed in spirits were all over the place. So it was very common to talk about spirits and saying that spirits were everywhere around where you looked. And what would happen is that someone claimed to be the true spirit, the other spirits would go to it to test it. So once it's announced that Jesus is the Son of God by the Spirit, all the other spirits, including Satan's spirit, go and test. And what the spirits are saying, let's see if it's true. Let's see if it's true what you say you are and what you believe. So it's very common for people in, Mark, or in the time of Jesus to say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense of testing the spirit. Jesus goes into there, into the desert, a place where the wild beast and all those spirits are, are there as well, and he's tested. Maybe what Mark is talking about is maybe it's time for you and I to be sure that we test who Jesus is and what he says. Let's put it to the test. And you do that by saying, let's see how true what you say is true, Jesus. You do that by discerning, by listening, and by seeing the fruits of the teachings of Jesus. And so this Lent, let's put Jesus to the test. When he says, love your enemies, right now we're not doing a very good job in loving enemies, but we're very good at pointing out enemies. And we know who's on our side and who isn't on our side. And even Christians, unfortunately, can get caught up in that awful mess. But do you really believe what Jesus says when he says, love your enemies? I know from the words of mouth of people, including me sometimes in my feelings, is those are people I don't want to love. 
back a number of years ago, is like, I could never love a terrorist. I could never love someone that's for abortion. I could never love somebody that doesn't vote the way I do or love our country above everything. I can't love anyone who is against the Pope or against any church teaching. So we, what we do is that we never put that to the test. Jesus, what do you mean by loving your enemies and my enemies? What does that mean? Have you ever seen any good? Have you experienced that in your life where you were able to be led by the Spirit to love your enemies? You can't tell me you've lived your whole life and never seen any fruits of that. And yet you and I don't believe Jesus because we won't put him to the test. Okay, Jesus, if you say love your enemies, I'm going to do it. And we'll see how it works. Maybe we might be surprised. Welcome the stranger. Welcome people that aren't like us. You know, you tell us to do that, and you do that so many times in the gospel, that you always break cultural barriers. You teach us to be good to the Samaritans who hate us Jews. You teach us then to, you know, allow women to have a say and be an important part of ministry, in your ministry. You break all these barriers, but you welcome foreigners. You are good to Gentiles and sinners and not just us Jews. So maybe Jesus does. Let's put it to the test. Do we have to welcome the stranger? Do we have to welcome the unknown, the people that make us uncomfortable because we put different agendas as to why we should be suspicious to strangers? Can you put that to the test in Jesus? Because have you ever welcomed a stranger? I'm a native Arizonan. Some of you weren't born here and you shouldn't be here. Okay? But yet, what does Jesus teach us? Welcome the stranger. There's not a Sunday go by. I was just out at communion for an hour and a half. We just moved here from Illinois, from Michigan, huh? from Oregon, from New York. Huh? You know? Welcome. But let's be more serious. Who are we denying? Can you put Jesus to the test? Okay, okay Jesus, you're teaching us to welcome the stranger. How does that look? Why should I do it? What are the benefits and fruits? Have you, any of you ever welcomed strangers? Well, that's the fruits. Do not judge. Should we really believe Jesus? Should we push him to the test? Because I love judging people. You know, because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel superior that I'm better than all of you. So I'm going to judge you. Yeah, what are you doing here? Why are you acting that way? Why are you believing that way? You're not as good as me. So why should I put Jesus to the test when he says, do not judge? And yet we judge people so many times in so many ways that are not very loving, that are not very Christ-like. Doesn't mean we don't struggle with it, but we act out on our judgmentalism. And we look down on other people. Maybe we can put Jesus to the test and say, do you really mean not to judge? How about not seeking possessions and wealth above everything? I don't know about you, but I like enough money in my bank account, and I love my refrigerator full. Because that's where I find my security. I don't find much security in following Jesus because it's too unknown and too shaky. 
But you know what? If I have enough in my bank account, if I have enough security, then, then I can be a better disciple because then I'm not risking anything. I'm not being vulnerable. And so you should work hard. You should earn it. Capitalism is great because look at all the benefits from it as well. Huh? You know, why would the church ever speak out again? This pope is so socialist, he should get out of there and never talk about that. Huh? Because we're so much into wealth and possessions and we define ourselves by that and that's our security. Maybe Jesus putting him to the test and say, okay, Jesus, maybe wealth and possessions and my security isn't important as you say it might be. In other words, you might be true in what you're saying. And there are many other teachings. So when you hear the phrase, don't put the Lord your God to the test, what's he saying? I think you can test, just like the spirits in today's gospel. Do you really mean what you say, Jesus? Rather than ignoring it or making the gospel in what you and I want to make it. We're very good at that. We pick and choose what we like. And there's some hard parts, but Lent is the beauty where you and I can really look at those areas where you and I aren't perfect. So, a bishop decides to say our president isn't a devout Catholic and he has no right to say that. Who is he to say that? Because I can think of many of you and me in my life who are so sinful, you shouldn't be a devout, you should never call yourself a devout Catholic because we all have blind spots. I've been a priest for 35 years and I've never met the perfect Catholic. Do you know that? Huh? Never met the perfect Catholic. You know, Mother Teresa was probably the closest maybe, I don't know. None of you are perfect, and neither am I. And to be able to go around and say, because you don't agree with this one stance, then how can you go around and embarrass yourself and call yourself a devout Catholic? Oh, my God. Because we're more than just one issue. We all have blind spots. We all need conversion. We all can grow spiritually. Even our current president, and the former president. Because all matter to God. But maybe that's what we need to put to the test. And so what are you going to test God on this year? What are you going to challenge Jesus? Do you really mean what you say, Jesus? Discern. Listen. See what fruits come about when Jesus preaches and teaches.